Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited for today's episode. I have the one and only Jessica Brown, my dear friend. And Jessica is also the author of our most recent devotional, Even Here, which is launching with our spring collection on March 22nd. And I'm so excited. I just wanted you to get a a feel for Jessica and this devotional and just kind of talk through the process of it and get so you can get to know her and also the background behind this um, inspired devotional. So let's go ahead and welcome Jessica. Hey, Polly. I'm so excited. I feel like Polly is one of those friends that I've had where she knew what to expect before everybody else. Um, She kind of knew that devotionals and writing and all that fun stuff was always kind of in the plan for me. So I think she knew about even here, even before I knew about even here, um, just because, yeah, like when we first met, I was like, well, I kind of do blogs. Like I kind of write. I don't know. What do you think? And sent her over some stuff. So she was really seeing me in the beginning of, I don't know. I wouldn't even say it's a career. It's like, just like my side hustle of venting and processing emotion and all that fun stuff. So yeah, we've gone back. I I've lost track of time. Definitely been (laughs) seven, eight, I don't know, number of years. Yeah. I think it's at least six years. So let's, let's tell everybody how we met. We met um, let's see, Horatio started in 2014. I did my first planner. And then to fund the second planner, I did a Kickstarter. Yes. And I guess you're one of the initial buyers for the first one. Yeah. 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 And you purchased the VIP Kickstarter, which was, we did like a brunch, which turned into a dinner. It was so yes. good. I don't remember where we went in New York, but it was like, yeah, delicious. I pass it every now and then. I can't remember. It was like one word um god I can't remember I can like see it in my in my head too it was delightful anyway. it, came, it came with the calligraphy lesson yes. right yeah and um so that's how we met and then I really started to uh connect with Jessica obviously and uh read some of her work and loved it and then Jessica actually started helping out Horatio when we lived in the same place uh helping with copywriting and editing got to read a lot of her stuff and most of it was just her and I getting to sit on the couch and become friends it was delightful Um, we went to the same church and um, she definitely has a knack for writing and processing that's just so disarming and authentic and also from a place of uh, I don't know really how to word it but for me I guess on my end I tend to be very like let's be encouraging let's be like the glass is always full. It's never half empty. (laughs) And so I have a problem kind of stepping into harder spaces of maybe sadness or 
um, difficulty or doubting or conflict. Like that is not something that I am gifted in. I, I, as a seven on the Enneagram, sorry, anybody listening that thinks Enneagrams from the devil, but I'm a seven and I am enthusiastic. I tend to just wash over pain. I don't, I avoid it. And so Jessica has this really great way of kind of opening up uh, pain and hard seasons and, um, and finding the beauty in it and just sitting there, which is really, really important and really, really powerful, especially with everything we've gone through. So um, yeah, and now of course we don't live in the same city, which is a bummer, but it's so fun that I can finally witness you birthing this dream you had for years. And I'm so thankful to play a part in it. Yes. And I just think it's so cute of you to say um, the Enneagram because I also don't believe that it's from the devil. Um, So (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you know, um, technically speaking, I mean, I, I can't keep track of all of these things. There's like Myers-Briggs, there's Enneagram. And I'm like, I have to remind myself, like, what am I? What, what number am I? But for people that are like, sold out for that um technically I'm a six um I thought I was a nine for a while I thought I was a nine but um I had this girl that was I don't know in a Facebook group or something and she was like I would love to analyze you I was like doesn't everybody so sure (laughs) sure you could let me know for free um you know who I am and so that's how I discovered that I'm a six I'm like oh okay I guess my self-analysis of a nine is actually not correct so it's like, of course I'm a peacekeeper. Of course that's true. But then when I read six, I'm like, yeah, I'm a troubleshooter. Like, I think that that is actually more accurate. <laughs> so I can see that, that for sure. Yeah. I'm like, mm, you know, yeah, I mean, you know me. and of course, let's just caveat everything's with a grain of salt. It's not like yeah, we course, take these personality tests and say, this is me. This is my identity. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's just a totally. one little window into knowing yourself a little better, but it's totally. nothing to define yourself with fully. Okay. Sure. So right. let's jump back into your dream to write. Cause I do yeah. love to go back to the um, inception of dreams. So where were you like kind of what inspired this particular devotional? Like, tell us about where you were in life and in faith, um, just a little bit about the birth of like when you started to write this one. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so yeah, I think my my mindset years ago, I would say like five-ish years ago was, okay, I'm gonna talk about like just various times of my life. Like some of them are obviously great and those are the stories we like to share and encourage and then there were other times where it's like "Mm, you know I'm still wrestling with this I'm not really sure what the purpose of this was but I'm still going to write and process it so I think my mindset with devotionals in general was like let's let's hit a mix of (laughs) of both and then really like four years ago going through like some of the darkest moments of my personal life and also faith which I'm still kind of kind of working through was really like, okay, I'm going through all of these hard times. I have a whole life of faith and beliefs that I should be able to fall back on, but I still have all of this pain and resentment and difficulty with God. So like, how do I put all of that together and make it accessible, but not a total downer for people, <laughs> for people <laughs> to read, right? Like, so that was the part where I thought I thought I was going to hit a whole bunch of different notes, but this one in general just tended to be more skewed towards 
the darker season of, of life because I felt like that was more authentic to where I was at personally. So going back to your question about during even here where I was at in life and faith, I just think I felt very disillusioned, you know, um, kind of understanding that God is always there, always with me, you know, I'm never alone. But yet through all these things, I'm like, God, like I genuinely feel like you're not here. And I think as Christians, we go through seasons of that, but it felt never ending. You know, it felt so compounded by multiple difficulties, things that I'm still waiting for God to break through on. Um, And I think just the weight of all of that was really difficult. And as you mentioned, which thank you (laughs) for your compliment, you know, but I think I've always had those questions. Um, And luckily, you know, going through difficult times, it was like those peaks and valleys, you know, those high times and low times. So you're able to deal with the low times by being like, but remember when God did that, you know, but I think when a lot of those difficult times come one after the other, or maybe you've had like one major blow to your life. I don't know. I just, I was kind of surprised by how like flatlined I was by it you know it's like I should I should have more skills you know I should having been raised in the church and gone to church every Sunday and had like a good relationship with God it's like how am I how am I here you know how am I in this such such a low place where it's like really hard for me to connect with God so yeah in a long-winded way it's like my my basis for doing even here was kind of asking myself like in these moments is God even here like, is he actually here in the, in these difficult times? Um, and then kind of one day I'm just, you know, doing my thing, fighting with God mentally, you know, all, all that fun, all that fun stuff. And I just had this moment where I, I kind of reframed it or God, you know, kind of poked me in the head and said, okay, but like, I'm even here in this moment, you know, um, Mm -hmm even in this difficult time, I'm still here. And I think just that slight mentality change of like me asking, and, you know, you see this a lot in the Psalms and things like that, where, you know, David's questioning God and and feeling all these emotions, but just that slight perspective change that it's like, yeah, like even in these horrible, horrible times, I'm here. Um, And I just felt like, yeah, like, of course, during these difficult moments, you want to have community, you want to have like this, super tight relationship with God but sometimes it's okay that that's not the case you know um sometimes I think it's okay to fall apart you know and I think for me who tends to be like I don't know slightly a perfectionist it's like I I have to heal in the best way possible (laughs) like I need to nail this thing and I think just seeing myself like just not be able to function you know to be able to really handle things in a way that I thought I could handle it at first was terrifying at first was like oh my god I'm getting worse like how am I 30 years old at the time because this is about four years ago I just turned 34 and so yeah I just I really I, I was crushed by the fact that I couldn't overcome this I'm so used to being a fighter and being able to like get through things and kind of maybe even perform a bit for God and and feel like I need to be as perfect as possible being like the good Christian and I physically felt like I did not have the energy the skills (laughs) 
the emotional well-being to do that. And so part of what I want to welcome people into in this process is saying like, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to nail this, you know, like you don't Mm -hmm. have to always be on and performing. Like there were many times where I'm like, God, I need you to be here as I'm just like depressed and not wanting to get out of bed. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I need you to be here in these moments where I can't feel like I'm chasing after you like I need you to just like be here as I'm unable to do things so that's kind of more where I was coming from and even here and then of course um, it's a bit odd to say but I felt very supported (laughs) by this global pandemic of everyone kind of going through stuff um, Mm -hmm. collectively together because I felt like for two years I was completely the odd woman out you know I felt like no really relate to what I was going through, you know, with trauma or mental health, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was a bit comforting to feel like, okay, I'm not the problem that needs to be kind of solved. Like everyone's sort of falling apart together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I I find it quite ironic. Um, You know, there's like those God moments um, where I'm like, okay, years ago, I really thought I was going to do something, fill in the blank, you know, whatever that something is with this devotional. And then it, it kind of took on a life of its own where I'm like, should I really be writing a devotional when I don't feel like encouraged? Like, is this, are you sure God? Like, is this really what the direction I should be going in? But then in addition, I think there's this huge overarching umbrella title of like, even here in like the pandemic where every day I wake up and I'm like, what is falling apart now? <laughs> like, yeah. what is going on and now as we're And now as we're looking at, you know, pending wars you know even Correct. here it's just it's Correct. it's so relevant with what we've gone through and what we're in right now you know as a society right. as things are uncertain and things are unstable and you know god even here he's here you know if if he's anywhere he's honestly here he's always yeah. in the mess he's yeah. always in the trenches he's always you know in the manger right he's in the barn like he yeah. he takes he is steps into the spaces we wouldn't expect him to and so I think this is so amazing and I love your authenticity about it and your openness um, a lot of people when they go through things like I know when I started suffering from um, a bit of depression at the beginning of last year I guess it was around like May Uh, I was embarrassed at first. It was like, oh gosh, like I'm missing, you know, Polly Sunshine. Like how am I supposed (laughs) to run a company with a Monday morning motivational message every Monday or a podcast even when I don't have much to pour out of my cup? My cup feels so empty. And uh, I, I, you know, just didn't know how to navigate that. And I think we've all been there and, and then we can feel like a fraud. Like I'm having doubts. I'm, I'm struggling with this concept of maybe you're struggling uh, about belief in like a tenet of Christianity, or maybe you're like, is hell real? Is this going on? Like you start to question things and you're like, oh my gosh, my foundation feels so uncertain. Like, uh, is God abandoning me? Like you, we yes. go through these. And so I love that you're stepping us in there, you're normalizing it because that's how we grow. And that's how we strengthen our roots, right? Is through questioning and through processing and taking the time to examine your faith and examine where you are in life. And so I think this is gonna be really powerful for people. I had a couple other questions for you. Um, While I've got you on the horn, Uh, (laughs) let's see. 
what have you learned about the presence of God since writing the devotional? Like you've, that was four years ago. Like, has there yeah. been, obviously that even here I'm here, you know, but yeah. is there anything else that's kind of been uh, unfolded for you? Yeah, I think again, something that I will probably always struggle with is like lingering feelings of perfectionism, especially mm-hmm. in the unknown. Um, <clears throat> right? Like, I think that's how I really had that revelation in my early twenties where I just thought I was like this chill person. And I think I am this chill person, but there was this moment when I was dealing with like anxiety, getting on medication for the first time for panic attacks, like things like that, where I, I, (laughs) I had this moment, like someone scared me, you know, like where I was like, I'm actually a control freak. Like that's what perfectionism is, you know, is just mm. feeling like in order to find security in things, it's like, well, if I'm perfect in every way, <laughs> which is like hilarious now, cause that's not at all what I aspire to be, you know? But um, at the time I'm like, of course, like maybe growing up in dysfunction caused this, but, you know, being in a bad relationship caused this is just to kind of bring that low level simmering <laughs> perfectionism Mm -hmm. or desire to be accepted at all costs right and I think in many ways you know besides growing up um, learning more about myself learning more about God being in therapy all that fun stuff is like I do think in the past I have brought that into my relationship with God is feeling like he will only love me if I'm not like crossing the line with my boyfriend you know he will only love me if I'm reading the bible every single day (laughs) right like I need to do these things in order to be loved by him um and I think honestly sometimes the church can contribute to that you know Mm -hmm. um I love watching reels um I'm glad that Christians are getting on board with it but even sometimes it's like well, your life is awful because you didn't read the Bible today. And I'm like, maybe not the message that like people like me need to hear because that definitely fits into this desire of like, well, of course I'm not hearing from God because I didn't read the, you know? Um, And so I think what I've really learned um, or relearned um, more in the last four years is just God knows me, you know, better than Mm -hmm. I know myself sometimes. Yeah. And he knows that I'm not able to physically fake it. Like I can't fake when I feel a certain way. And a lot of people love that about me because they're like, we know exactly how you feel (laughs) for better, for worse. You know, we know what we're getting with you. And I, I have to remind myself that God is also pleased by the fact that I'm not a a faker, you know, Um, I'm sure he appreciates that where he knows exactly how I feel. And so I could fake my relationship with him, um, you know, and act like I want to be in the Bible every day when I'm mad at him. But I think his presence overcomes that, you know, Um, ultimately, he just wants to be with me. Um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be in your Bible. But I think sometimes as Christians, you can tend to, um, I don't know, minimize minimize yeah minimize is not a word minimize how bad um suffering is and how bad like trauma is and how bad all of these things can be that there's times where it's like of course this person is not in the bible like maybe they didn't even brush their teeth today because everything just feels so crippling for them and i think a lot of times um 
our solution is to just say, well, you know, press into the word, you know, press into God in these seasons. And I think sometimes without realizing it, we're still putting the onus on like, well, what are you doing to get through mm-hmm. this? Yeah. And You're I still really... blaming the victim almost. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. And I think what I learned is I always, even if someone was like unhealthy with me, I would still try to feel like, well, what did I do to make this situation happen? Um, and I don't think it's intentional that Christians do it, but especially going through some like really, really awful times, I had to like relearn, this has nothing to do with me. This is the mm-hmm. normal healing process. This mm-hmm. is kind of what he- <laughs> the human experience going through some things are. So just to allow myself to still be loved and protected and spoken to and fill in the blank by God, knowing that there is almost nothing that I feel like I can give him in return. You know, I think in many ways, you know, um, God and my relationship with him has felt like an exchange. Like in order to get God's presence, I go to church and I worship him, you know, and then he gives me something. You know, or Mm -hmm. like it it very much felt like this transactional relationship. And and in this case, um, I had to relearn that his presence is like a guarantee, you know, like he is Mm -hmm. going to be with me no matter what I'm bringing to the table. And that was very foreign for me um, because I do think a lot of my experiences in life, I can tend to be like well god does also behave this way and it's like he actually doesn't so like just because you know just because somebody expects x y and z from me as a person doesn't really mean that like those attributes immediately come from god you know like god will pour out himself to me because i put my faith in him because i'm saved by him but like he's not going to not do those things if I didn't read my Bible, you know, or if I'm not in a church right now because the pandemic, you know, or whatever. So I think just relearning um, the fundamental truths of like what I believe as opposed to just thinking, okay, I need to check the Christian boxes for God to like do his thing. Um, Yeah. So I'm curious, you were talking about David earlier um, and the Psalms where he would go through these tough things and then you'd see the switch. And so I'm curious, uh, what character, like, is David kind of your guy in the Bible or like what oh. characters or stories do, do you really relate to the most in these like I... harder seasons? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, I enjoy David, but I think my girl year after year is definitely Sarah. Um, like I remember reading her story and being like, <laughs> she's a little salty and I like relate to Sarah, you know, um, like God tells her, you know, I'm going to do this thing for you. And just time and life has made her just like really bitter, you know? And so when she kind of hears that in her old age, that God like hasn't forgotten, he's still going to pull this thing off for her. She laughs, like the girl just laughs about it. And I'm like, Ooh, Sarah, like I am going to have fun talking to you and having, cause I think that's my reaction sometimes too. Like when you are just like at the end of your rope um, and you're just like, I don't believe you anymore, God. Like I'm done. Like almost like, do I even want this anymore? Like, have I convinced myself almost to spare my heart that I don't want this thing, whatever this thing is, because I'm protecting myself from feeling like you're going to let me down. 
Um, mm. So I love Sarah. I'm just like, <laughs> even now re- rereading that story, if I was to reread it, I'm like, oh man, she is, she is my girl. Cause I just feel like that's the most human reaction. Um, of course, like you read the Bible and sometimes you forget like that these were actual people because they, you know, they choose the right thing you know, or God like mm-hmm. favored them of other, other people. And so it's hard to really relate to that. Like, that's a super high standard almost. Um, mm-hmm. But with Sarah, like just her disbelief, um, her bitterness, her, her trying to like make God's will happen because she doesn't like the timeline that it's on. Um, that's a word. <laughs> is very, very relatable to me because for sure. I have done that, you know? Um, and I think that's just so human. So I love her. Sarah's Sarah's my girl. I wish we had more about Sarah, but just the little that we do. I'm like, mm, honey, we're going to talk about this one day, you know, because <laughs> I feel like you, you are very, you're keeping it real. You're definitely keeping it real. Yeah. So I know people are going to want to connect with you. I know it's going to be so fun to go through this devotional and also just really challenging powerful so tell the listeners a little bit about what you have planned for them when they purchase the devotional what they get invited to oh okay so yeah definitely would love to have anybody um, on the journey with me of course I don't know where where you're at in your personal life if um if it would make you feel better to go through this in private I've definitely been there where I'm like ooh. (laughs) this devotional is hitting me too hard I don't want anybody to know like oh that I'm not ready for this I open day one time to close it and like put it on the shelf but if you're willing to um you know open yourself up a little bit um come along for the journey obviously you're gonna see all of my dirty (laughs) dirty secrets in the book um so hopefully you'll be able to have your guard down right just know okay well Mm -hmm. she put this information out there I can be welcomed into it knowing that at least Jessica can relate to this and I'm sure many, many more people. But my hope is to create um, a community out of this. So the plan right now, and I'm pretty flexible, pretty chill, um, would love to hear what would work for everybody as well. But the plan right now is to have a Facebook group. So I will definitely be posting um, videos, looking for ways to connect with you guys, hear about what's resonating with you. There'll be some times to go through the days live together. And um, yeah, I want to basically take the guesswork out of this and just make Mm -hmm. it like, okay, even if I'm just going through the motions, which trust me, I've been there. um, I just want to be able to speak from my experiences and either say, look, Mm -hmm. you can trust me. You might not know me, but you can trust (laughs) that these stories are are real. So you'll see some Mm -hmm. that have not been solved. You know, I don't know how God is going to pull it off. Um, So some are definitely dot, dot, dots. Um, And then other ones, I will definitely be able to say, hey, guys, like, this is what I learned from this difficult season. I can look back now with 100% confidence that this is the lesson that, you know, I was able to learn more about myself, God, you know, faith, and all that fun stuff. So I would hope that you guys would be uh, a little bit courageous and join the Facebook group. Um, I'll also be going live on Instagram. I hope we can zoom together. I really just want you guys to feel less alone because I think the biggest struggle I had 
And luckily, I think people are letting their hair down, their guards down, and all of that fun stuff um, as a result of the pandemic, even more so because mental health yeah. and all of that has come to the forefront. But even four years ago, trust, it was not like this. Um, so mm -hmm. I would just desperately try to find people who were just like keeping it real on the internet. Like, somebody has to help me. I don't know what to even do. Um, and I just felt like so crushed by it to just feel like, wait, either people don't want to admit it and I can't find it yeah. or people yeah. aren't going through it. And then I feel even more bad about myself. Like, why is my life so hard? Why is my yeah. life so hard? Um, so if anything, I just want you to feel like you're not alone. You're not the the worst Christian in the world if you're not reading your Bible, if you can't remember the last time you read your Bible, if you're mad at God right now, you know, um, that someone understands and there's no pressure to perform or nail this devotional and have all the answers and be completely transformed in your relationship with God, but just to be able to say, hey, even in this season of life, no matter what this is, I am supported, I'm still loved, people can relate to me, God is here with me, that would definitely be my hope for you. That's beautiful. So tell everybody the name of your Facebook group, your Instagram handle, and the name of your podcast. What? Plug. What? <laughs> I'm like, what, what? it's like speaking of a lack of perfection, definitely facilitate <laughs> the podcast at some point, you know? Um, but mm -hmm. yes, the Facebook group is going to be S like Sting, X, so, you know, trendy. Um, H like honey, even here, volume one. If anybody needs help finding it, I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll put a link in the show notes. In the description box, uh, as the famous yeah. people say, um, you'll be able to find it. And then in for the show me, notes. Uh, in the show notes, yeah, that that is uh, that is what people say. And then my Instagram handle is sting underscore and underscore honey. I wish it could all be one word, but I guess there are actually beekeepers out there. So it wasn't allowed to have it <laughs> without the underscores, guys. This is what happens. Um, Dang and honey. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yes. And, and Jess has a podcast, um, which really goes along with what she's been talking about here. And it's called Ugly Christianity. And it's about looking at like, you know, the real authentic, uh, true authentic feelings, thoughts, doubts, struggles, you know, like when things get ugly, life gets ugly, but yet we're supposed to have this, you know, we have this perfectionism, right? We all deal with that. It's one of the biggest hurdles in pursuing our dreams and growth. And so um, it, she's had some really poignant conversations. I'm sure she's going to be launching season two before long. Um, so check all of that out and be sure to get ready for the spring collection launch. Eek, so excited. Um, <laughs> you can actually shop early if you join my SMS list. You just have to text me, okay? Get your texting fingers ready. Open up your message. It's 877-387-6348. That's 877-387-6348. Just text me the words, all caps, uh, SMS. VIP and I'll make sure that you're on the list. But if you've ever gotten a text from me, you're already on the list. So you're good. Uh, you can shop at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on March 22nd. That's a Tuesday. So mark your planner. I'm so excited to finally I be know, birthing this dream with you. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there's probably times where you didn't think it was going to happen and here oh, we yeah. are. So I hope this is a, 
a testimony to um, other dreamers out there that have maybe a devotional on their heart or something they want to create or a dream, um, it's still possible God hasn't forgotten you. And uh, just super excited for you guys to connect more with Jess. Jump into the Facebook group. It's in the show notes. And have a wonderful day, Jess. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks, Polly. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, guys.